1: bringing you the inside goss from the TV industry. Well, the iconic quiz show Mastermind is returning to Australian television after a 35-year absence with Jennifer Burns stepping up as quiz master in the new series for SBS television. Jennifer, thank you for joining us at TV Blackbox.
0: ta have got to have the music. <laughs> <laughs> the great, dramatic, iconic Mastermind music. Imagine a black chair, rather. B- I am here. Very yes, nice but I'm asking
1: you. you the questions, not the other way around. Oh. Oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Don't worry, I will be too. <laughs>
1: um, Jennifer, are you surprised this format has been off our screens for so long, 35 years?
0: Yes, I am. You know, I am. Having kind of grown up on the original Mastermind and then I completely loved the Hugh Evans version, which was the Australian version, of course. Oh. Um, yes, I am. It's a great, well, iconic is the word. I mean, it's this extremely successful brilliant format, which, you know, lasts the ages. And I am surprised. But, you know, like everything old is new again, uh, including me. So, you know, I <laughs> think it's great that the time have moved
1: to quality
0: <laughs> and well, authenticity.
1: Yes, absolutely. Authentic- authenticity is a great word to describe this show and, and what yes. you're about. And it's interesting. We were just talking before this record about the fact I'm on a gap year at the moment, and, and you did something similar last year.
0: Yeah, I did. I, I I had done as as you know, I'd done um, the book show for eleven years mm. at the ABC. Completely loved it. But I'm always a great believer that that you know the problem is that if, when you do something and it's working, it's very tempting to keep on doing it yes. and. And I've usually used, you know, moved about every seven or eight years, which sometimes have really annoyed my employer, but I really <laughs> believe in the, you know, the the point of change. Mm. And on television, it's a very good thing to make your own decisions about when you leave. And not saying, always,
1: but sometimes. <laughs> not always,
0: but it worked for me. And, um, because you learn, you grow, yes. you know, and you don't get stuck. And I, I changed my normal seven to eight to ten, and then I, I just loved the book show so long I, I ended up staying eleven, and and then I took this gap year, and it, nothing happened, and it was a very hard thing. I mean, I've been working since I was sixteen, Rob. Well, mm-hmm. You know, I am, I am born to work in lots of ways, and I love it. It actually gives me satisfaction and many other things. I completely relate. Yeah, completely And the thing is To take a year was the bravest Boldest thing I could do And what happened was In February At the start of my great year That I'd worked towards for ages And I left something I truly loved In the book club To do this for growth And I I smashed up my foot Really Mm. badly During a training walk And I'm a patron of post-trek So, you know, I do a lot of walking And I was totally incapacitated For about six months And I just Nothing was going the way I wanted to, and it was a really—it was—and it sounds so vapid to say it was a learning experience. It can't tell you it was a crap experience. It was horrible, (laughs) but it—it actually I grew. I did grow. I didn't grow the way I imagined it, but um, it—I came to the end of that year. That the you know the 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 latter six months were everything I'd hoped, and I travelled and and had explorations both internal and external and um and this just came out of the blue i really was thinking oh i must sort of go back to work eventually but i didn't know where mm-hmm. and um this was in december i was on holidays and i just got this phone call saying we're returning mastermind to the screen do you want to do, you know would you consider coming on hosting and it was like ah. <laughs> and i said i said you this is extraordinary you 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 do know that I was the first celebrity set-of-the-century cha- set champion, <laughs> and I am
1: a games freak. You do know this. Know I ha- this. I had, had forgotten that. Actually, you've just yeah. prompted me. That's absolutely right. This is a lifelong love, alongside books,
0: which no one really knew I was crazy about except my friend, till I started the book show, my other one, which only my friends knew about, which is I'm a games. I have games nights. You know, I play, I play words with, with friends. Ridiculous. I mean, I play Scrabble and everything. I love games. And you sound
1: competitive. Uh, would you be one of those annoying people who always has to win? <laughs> no, but I always have to try. <laughs> <laughs> God, no, I'll accept I accept that. Am
0: not a bad loser but I try
1: hard to win. Yeah, that, you that's need fair to, enough. Because if you're
0: going to play games, you've got to play to win.
1: I agree. There's I agree completely. There's
0: nothing more tedious than people to say, winning doesn't matter. Yes, it does. <laughs> it's intrinsic to the experience that you try because that's how you get a good game. Absolutely. Trying. Um, but, you know, I don't have to win. Now, and I don't even prefer always to win, but I always try
1: to win. I, I, I love that attitude. The gap year, though, to go back to that just for one moment, is... Right. Um, it's really interesting to step outside of the television industry and then come back into it. I'm I'm in that process at the moment where I've stepped outside of it. It really does give you a different perspective when you're not in that media bubble, doesn't it? It so gives you a different
0: and, – and where you're not looking at things because you must or because mm-hmm. it's, you know there's a competitive advantage to it or whatever. I mean, you're actually doing what you want to do. And I'll be honest, I, the two things – one surprised me, one didn't. One was I stopped reading for a while because I hadn't realized how, you know, these these deep friends of my life had become work tools. And I just needed, mm. you know, clearly there was something internal. I didn't think about it. I just didn't pick up a book for quite a long time. And the second thing that happened was that I didn't need to be abreast of trends in the television industry. I didn't watch much telly. Mm. So, um, so I was kind of coming... Back to it with a really fresh, uh, just a fresh range of experiences, and yeah, a, a fresh eye because it wasn't something I followed when I was out. And and yeah, this is I was really lucky, Rob. You know, I came into television as a print journalist in the early 80s, which, as you know, was you know it's an overused phrase, but it was the golden
1: absolutely era. the golden era.
0: It was a glorious era, and I went first to Sunday, which was a brand new show, as a complete rookie, really. And then I went on to Six Minutes, and I just had that
1: period at nine. What a great training, training ground at, all of that was, though. It was brilliant. It was brilliant, and it was such fun. <laughs> it was <laughs> such fun.
0: And um, and so, you know, it's also that thing that you're looking at this world you loved, and, and did you very great service, as I hope I did its service, and um, and I'm did. coming back at a time, you know, I've just had 11 years at the ABC, and the latter years have been very much during time of, of shrinkage, and mm. um, I know, you know the industry is itself not what it was, but the thing is, it's that's all okay, because these are things I can't change, but I think being out of it for a period, yeah, I think I I, I I grew a life. Yeah, I grew a life yeah. at television, and I'm coming back with the energy of, you know what, this job suits me down to the ground. But if it hadn't been, I wouldn't have. I would have gone and done something else. You know, Absolutely. Like a this... thing, which I think is a brilliant, brilliant new form of media.
1: Oh, I'm loving it. I, I really am loving uh, it. Um, it's brilliant. Pod- Podcasting changes everything because there's no boss. You can just go and no. do whatever interests you. You know, I do a television podcast. I do uh, a crime podcast. I do some interviews. And the fact is that it doesn't matter if no one listens to them, although thankfully they do. But it's mm. just about expressing yourself.
0: Yes. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. I and mean, I suspect had I not accepted this job, um, I suspect that's what I would have been looking at is podcasting because I just think it's such an interesting form and it doesn't mm. have a lot of the the inbuilt problems that you know are now going through television. But you know, I've got something even better in a way, which is that that this is a format I love. I love these games. You know, I always have played them all my life long. Since a baby, I've been playing <laughs> nine, Two or three. I no, I was playing Concentration with my dad wow. when I was two or three. You know, um, it's, it's, and it's how I got to be South of the Century champion because I had, I had this perfect memory because it was trained, incidentally, uh, in games. And, you know, I remember he taught me Scrabble and we played Scrabble for years and years and years and years and years. And he was brilliant at it. And this is a guy who did two cryptic crosswords every morning before he went to work. And um, just, you know, blindfold chess with multiple... You know, he just was one of those people. and um, And I... I just grew up loving them. So for me, the combination of returning to television at a time, which is very different to to when I entered it, but doing it in a field of something I completely adore mm-hmm. and um, and people never knew. And so my friends... When they heard about this, just, like, last, like, drains And just, like, I can't believe that. How did <laughs> they find you? I'm just a fluke. A fluke of the um, But, you know, it, I, I just think this is a great, great opportunity for me. And I hope it really works for the audience, too, you know.
1: I think it will. I, it's funny, to prepare for this interview, I went and watched uh, one of the BBC episodes and the format is strangely compelling. It's a simple format, but you get yeah. so caught up and you get so caught up in with what these people do and don't know. But I've got to say, I think being a game show host is one of the most underrated roles on television because you have to make sure you ask every question with precision because people I are know. trying to win a game. What kind of pressure does and, that and, place on and you? And not just
0: precision, right? Precision, Rob. Speed, because you know yes. ninety seconds, and the slightest fumble, flinch, or delay from you, you are cheating them. You are you are taking their time. Yes. So, no, absolutely. And and you know you've got to actually going back to what you were saying about the format. I totally agree because what what the mastermind format is this really interesting combination of of because they're bringing a special subject, we are seeing inside someone's mind. We are, see- and and they are brave. They are bringing their special subject and setting it up against, you know. Uh- how good are you? This is how good you need to be. And you have to have a plum and you have to have speed and, you know, all that. <laughs> yes. And then, you know, you and, and it's like just the extraordinary quirkiness of what they know is just amazing. You know, coral in the 1820s and you're under the pre blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> that's but I mean, right. they are extraordinary people. So that's the human side. And then there is, the actual, you know, when you then you go to general knowledge. And so they've got to turn around and do it all again, not in it. So it's a, it is an intrinsically dramatic and really excellent
1: format. Um, have you, the show premieres on April 15, Monday, April yeah. 15 at 6pm. Have you done any records yet? No,
0: not yet. It's all it's all what they call nicodonia at this stage, which is which is excitement about the result without having done any of the work. <laughs> <laughs> My favourite word. Um,
1: I love that word. I do not know nicodonia. that word.
0: <laughs> <It's great. laughs> and um, and uh, so no, I haven't actually recorded one. I did this. I did this one. Uh, uh, giving it a go, which I completely, uh, uh, when I became convinced that I was born to do this because it was it was about Watership Down and it was you know, this is exactly the sort of eccentric subject that we'll be dealing with. Great. Um, and and the last question, Rob, was, was um, uh, we don't to say very fast, of course, what happens to the end of the, la- I mean, what is the last thing of the rabbits of Watership Down see before they die? And the answer is, the black rabbited inlay. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, so that's my one and only experience. But from the minute I did that I thought, This is me <laughs> because I have I just love, you know, what what in a lesser um, environment than Mastermind you would call trivia. But of course, you know, it is not a trivial show and it does not deal no. with trivia, it deals in knowledge. But let's be honest, it is all about Quirky bits of knowledge, and then the second one is general bits of knowledge. So it's just perfect because that's exactly what I love: knowing a lot about a little. (laughs) (laughs) And and the show? No, sorry, the other reverse: knowing a little about a
1: lot. Yes, I I understand. But the the interesting thing about this show is its history. I mean, I, I discovered the creator of Mastermind, Bill Wright, actually drew inspiration for the show. From his experiences of being interrogated by the Gestapo during World War Two, I mean, isn't that brilliant? Uh, it's amazing, right? Brilliant.
0: I know, I know. I just love that fact. And when you hear that, because I hadn't known either, I just you know I found out once I took on this job. Yes. And once I heard that, I thought, of course, it's that, it's it's that, it's that black stage that. iconic chair, that music, the light Mm -hmm. coming down in that that kind of cleague like Gustavo-ish beam. (laughs) Fortunately, (laughs) they're voluntarily in the chair. But it it has the drama. I get that. You are under tortuous questioning. And uh, and I thought that was a great bit of... That's exactly the sort of trivial but not trivial knowledge that one loves. (laughs) Yes,
1: absolutely. Now, your partner, Andrew Denton, used to sign autographs with the phrase, insert warm remark. I got one from him as a young 16-year-old, and I loved it, and I stole that, Aww. actually. Has he ever yeah, done that to you? Not, when he's-
0: that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not right. I don't, I don't like that. No, I, <laughs> but it's good to know he's worth something. <laughs> yes, yes,
1: yes. No, no, I, I I used it for a little bit, and then I discovered plagiarism and let it go. But um, I just wondered, hey, when he's left notes around the, on the fridge or anything, has he ever put the insert warm remark? I found that hilarious when he did it.
0: Well, because we we share an office in our, at home, and we and so I actually have to suffer. The remarks, you know, like actually in person
1: <laughs> and pretend each time they're really funny. <laughs> Try living with them, Rob. Try uh, living with them. It's uh, been nearly 30 years. <laughs> that's that's impressive. Um, look, you genuinely sound excited to be doing this show, yeah. and I love that. I you, This isn't a BS, BS PR, doing the PR rounds. You genuinely sound like, as you said, uh, this show was made for you, and you genuinely, yeah. genuinely sound excited about it.
0: I I am. Thank you for detecting that. I am, and I feel like whacked with a rainbow (laughs) that this has happened. You know, really, I don't know how it happened. Just what fates were going on that they happened to find me. I mean, the fact they didn't even know. My passion for games is just extraordinary, and um, I just from the minute I heard about the minute I actually from the minute I answered the Black Rabbit of Inlay, um, <laughs> I just thought this is a show I want to be associated with, and I, I, I've loved all my life. Fabulous. It's the great central gold standard you know, Chris show and it's not about trivia, but it is. And it's not about humiliating people, it's about elevating them. And it's actually it's for the audience and it's a beautiful thing. And I, I am genuinely, really happy. Really happy. <laughs> I can and really keen to
1: start. <laughs> I can tell. Well good luck with it. Thank you for being here on T V Black Box. And we look forward to seeing it on Monday, April fifteenth at six PM. It's gonna be a cracker. Thank you, Jennifer. Oh, thank, it's lovely to talk to you, Rob. Thanks.